On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Comrade when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping you. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you're gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's podcast. I'm your host, Rhonda Don, aka Mr. Taylor Made. In the building with me, I got my man Conrad. What's up, my beautiful people? It's another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. We decided to start your week off. But before we begin, we got to find out who's with us. Man, babe! Green Book and that old babe-ass movie. Don't nobody want to see that bullshit. We'll get into it, though. Give me about five more minutes, and I'm ready. I'm pissed. All right? Yeah, I love y'all. Thanks for joining the episode, and I apologize for screaming in your ear and all that. But, you know, some... Some some bamboozling off on ten. Beep happening. <laughs> your beep, no your beep is so off, dog. <laughs> right? You gotta pause to, for the beep. It's hard to remember <laughs> when I'm like cursed, and I'm like, okay, don't say that, but say the beep, and then I say ass, and I'm like, oh shit, I already. Oh damn, nah, okay, go ahead. Beep. <laughs> oh. All right, so also with us tonight, we actually have another special guest that we have in the building with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, y'all? Um, Trey, sports enthusiast, uh, really grinding not to be broke out here, but you know, in in a few years or decade or so, I'll be I'll be the guy that your girl asks about a Ooh. little bit too much, a little oh. bit too much. But, <laughs> oh, there. But so I'm in my pockets right right now. We're grinding. And, uh, we'll get there. You know, I'm a game changer. Uh, not sure what I'm going to change right now, but we're going to change it. <laughs> Hey, right, let's go. We let's do it. We're ready. Trey, where you, what, what, what area of the country you live in? So I, uh, I live in East, <laughs> uh, East Coast uh, 757, but right now we're residing out of Richmond, uh, capital VA. So out of Richmond, ECU, affiliated. You already know, go have it, go Rams. Bet. I live in California. We ain't even got to worry. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't like it. You got to be real. <laughs> Real worried when guys come on and be like, hey, a girl gonna ask about me. Like, okay, that's what you're saying. <laughs> I you're asking about me. It's too, late. it's too late if you're asking about me. <laughs> wow. wow. I already broke up with my next girlfriend. I don't even know what happened. Just got mad at me. Um, yeah, man. Oh, man. Damn. I'm trying to get your pockets right. Yeah. Girlfriend. Real it's life, a rap man. song right there. Bro, your what? Already, your girl already asked about me. You already too late. Um, <laughs> All right, Brian. Okay. <laughs> well, not a damn rapper. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I wasn't even going to start rhyming or something like that. He didn't rhyme. I'm waiting for the rhyme yeah. for the fans of it. They did the Diddy talk at the end of the song. That's all I have one. You like Jim Cole and the uh, Forest Hill outro. The Forest Hill. You thought you about to start rapping. He just talks through the whole thing. No, yep, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shit. Just a J. Cole and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to next J. Cole. I appreciate that, bro. Oh, oh man. Damn nah, it. Yeah, yeah let's move it. Forget it. Kyra, what you been up to lately? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, had a great weekend besides the uh, 
Um, shitty weather we had on the East Coast where it was just raining nonstop. Um, had opportunity, uh, my church and another neighboring church called, uh, is that Life Church RVA, uh, combined together and had this uh, influencers weekend. And basically, it was just um, had locals from in locals from Richmond who are like life coaches. So we had talks about your health habits. We had talks about mental health and getting your mind ready. Um, and uh, we also talked about a lot of how you can improve your lifestyle and not just only on a faith-based um, faith-based uh, routine, but just based off on just anyone could have come to that conference or that talk and left with something beneficial. Uh, so it was All really right. cool. What's up? You fake. You fake. You don't, you don't never plug <laughs> no more. None of that, bro. You don't text me, see how I'm doing. You don't come around no more. We ain't hung out forever. Damn, come around. Uh, Gil, he brought you on the podcast. All right. Damn. Okay. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for a call, something, text. Let's hang out. You know, the funny, you, know, you know, the funny thing about friendship, it goes both ways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You really you, dap up really really strong when you see him. You that friend, I really dap up really strong. And when I ask you how you doing, I really mean it. And I ain't seen you in about two, three months, bro. Damn, <laughs> but you can't ask him on your little podcast, Conrad. You can't use him for his talent. <laughs> you can't even hit him up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, invite him to the <laughs> retreat. I went at the retreat. All I right. need retreat. Okay, let me go. All right, y'all finished? Are y'all done? <laughs> All right, it's okay. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Oh, my weekend was great. How was y'all weekend? <laughs> <laughs> hey, my weekend was good. Me and Trey hung out. Uh, I did a lot. Hell yeah! How many of us? <laughs> not, not enough, I tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I um, spent a few days in Phoenix last weekend or last week and got to meet up with my sister and my uh, nieces, who I don't get to see often because they live in Phoenix. Uh, so that was fun. And then I feel like a heathen because I didn't even make it nowhere near church on Sunday. Um, and I had space and opportunity. Um, think about it though. I thought about it, and I did. As long as you thought about it, that's what that's what matters, man. You know, you know what? You're not gonna get judged that hard. I ain't about to cry though because I was worried, but you I might. feel better now. <laughs> you still love you, bro. Ooh, he's you still love you. About me. Yo. I'm saying your body's a temple. The, the, <laughs> and let church. me tell you. Let me tell you how, how I know I'm blessed. Lost my phone in the Uber on Saturday night, right? Wow. Ooh. Probably my fourth or fifth time doing it. Don't ask me why. It keeps happening. Uh, at this point, I blame the phone. Um, <laughs> but you know how good my God is? Get that boy back. Get that boy back. And guess what? It was fully charged when I got it. I don't know why she charged it. Maybe she was trying to get in there. I don't know. I didn't ask. But it was fully charged, all right? Temper. So that was my blessing this weekend, Ron. How about you, man? So real quick, how did you even get your phone back? If yeah, you didn't have it, like did you have to? How did right. you even talk to Uber? 
And you know I don't know how to use no technology. So I was on my <laughs> iPad trying my best to figure out how to get the Uber. But they, like, and they should really fix this for people like me. They only, like, to get in Uber, to contact your Uber driver, you got to get a code. To get the code, they're texting your phone. Well, if I don't have my phone, I'm going to get the code. All right? Uber. How? How? So. That's on you. I don't know oh. what happened. Oh, okay. Well, then, pretty much. Like, right. everyone, well, everyone, everyone is getting it today. Everyone. Right, you next. <laughs> you next, <Rob>. Everyone. <laughs> But somehow old girl emailed me and I emailed her and she was like, look, I ain't gonna wake up till noon. And I was like, okay, I guess I can't do nothing about this. Guess I'll wait until you wake up. Uh, I didn't get a call from her too, so maybe she slept real good. And then, thankfully, uh, you know, our boy Darno um, Crash. Drove, hey, look. Hey. <laughs> Darno drove me all the way to the other side of DFW uh, to get my phone. Uh, so, and then when I got to her, she looked at me and was like, "Let me see if I remember you. Were you the guy who told me you were a thug?" Now, look, I I know some people hear that and you get pissed off, like, "Oh, this white lady calling you a thug." But the issue is, is I do kind of say that sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if I said that to her. So I had this weird moment where I got pissed off, but I also was happy that she had my phone, but was also like questioning, did I tell this white lady that I was a thug for some reason last night? Um, the real question, know. the real question is, what were you drinking? Heck yeah. What was you on, bro? Well, look, you know, I just had a little cranberry juice, uh, mixed it with a little Sprite for a little fizzle. Sizzle. Um, that's about it. Had some chicken fingers, though. Oh, and that's it. Oh, you a damn lie. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> you were so messed up, you forgot what you mixed. I get it. I should say I had a good time. All right, my phone did too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I had a pretty good weekend myself as well. Uh, went out a few times. Went to brunch a couple times. You ever had a brunch so good you had to go back the next day and get some more of it? I feel we ended up doing that this weekend. So I think between that and then going out to celebrate Friday night, went out about three or four times. So definitely sitting on a full stomach. I got to get to gym hard this week. Got to break all that off. Hey, Ross. Yeah. Put you out here celebrating. Just living a blessed life. Mm. Mm. I feel like you know, just laying a new opportunity. Mm. Keep talking. We so listen. Like well, first of all, nah, <laughs> don't be spreading no new information out here. We can celebrate. Nah, this, this, is, this is not confirmed, or this is not confirmed information. This is uh, <laughs> you said you went to brunch twice. I don't know. Uh, you know, be a funeral in there somewhere. <laughs> the podcast will be over. Oh yeah, <laughs> this will be the podcast. Lights out. <laughs> Oh, I can already feel it now. <laughs> but no, so yeah, I did get me a new job opportunity. So that's the reason why I was out celebrating this weekend. Got a chance to continue my career moving forward. So really excited about that. I'll be starting that in a couple of weeks. Hey, looking not really going to go into too much detail there because you know, I like to keep the job life separate from everything else. But just know that I'm very satisfied with the moves I'm making moving forward. You got money. What did, what did, what did uh, Trey, what you say earlier? You about you're hustling and you're not trying to be what broke what uh you see i'm I'm broke to the third degree right now so i'm trying to take it down to broke to the second degree 
<laughs> so I'm just constantly grinding, you know. You know. Yeah, I definitely feel that with my heart. Yeah. <laughs> to the third, third degree. degree. But I'm gonna come down to that second, all right? Exponentially broken. We gonna get to the we gonna get to the root and figure it all out. Hey, you I'm, you've been paying attention in class. I'm proud of you. Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where to go after the second degree. <laughs> what I learned in both degrees. Oh, that's awesome. great, Trey. What's up with you, man? How's your weekend been? Uh, my weekend, bro. Um, uh, so my friends come down. My friend came down. He uh, he has a job up in D.C. and he makes way too much money to be making right now. You know, you have that friend is just successful right off the back, and he's making way too much money. He doesn't know what to do with it. So our, our weekend lineup is usually we start off salsa on Thursdays, salsa. Friday. Yeah, yeah. We start off salsa, man. That's the rest of the real plug. Salsa dancing, bro. Amazing. So after that, we, uh, Friday night, we kind of just, you know, we fill a Friday night out. It's nothing crazy, but maybe downtown, tap house, maybe. Then after that, we have a, I won't say what bar or who, but we have a boy that works at a bar. And he, uh, he really gets us right every time we go over there. So shouts out to uh, the bars in Richmond. Shout out to the friends in Richmond that uh, really get us right. And other than that, I'm planning, I'm planning something big for somebody special. So just, yeah, 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 yeah. In, in a, in a, in a, I'm, I'm, I'm working my, my, my planning and my kind of Barack Obama sit behind my desk and figure stuff out kind of, th- kind of skills right now. So I'm, I'm excited because this is a new planning and I just want to put a smile on somebody's face. So. Oh. About two weeks, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it. This like can, we be, can, we be, can we do a live uh, show during this, this moment when this right. day happens? Hey, we leave when we gotta leave, but you know. it's whatever, bro. <laughs> it's whatever, man. Come through. I'm excited. Come through. It's whatever. Everybody in love. Uh, I mean, so, 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 you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we just put smiles on faces out here. I'm just gonna say it's good. Last week, it's last all week, good. Hey Trey, look, you are following the theme. Last week is you know right, I love I topic? love making I love making friends laugh. You know, okay. Special people laugh. If you had a chance um, to listen to the podcast, Brian had a special person that he made laugh, okay. and. You are following the theme, and you want to make someone smile, and I hope that person smiles and then laughs. Because when he yeah. laughs, you never – that's like – that's another level. Ask okay. Brian. Whenever you guys right. get a chance to talk, ask Brian. Okay. Follow him on his page. You see, right. you see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whose man's is out here? <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into see whose man's is going. What's going on with that, Ron? All right, so first up, we got one of our frequent offenders, and I, I forgot, did we play him in the Hall of Fame? Because if we didn't, we should he's, have. He's uh, this guy definitely is, a nominee. Oh, yeah, for sure. We definitely slept on him, and he's going in next time around. So we're talking about none other than, can we even still call him a rapper? Let's uh-huh. just call him celebrity job. <laughs> 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 That's so sad, man. Do you even call him a rapper? <laughs> Like, I mean, when people don't want to see him rap anymore, at that point, you can't even call him he's a rapper. He's 50 cents arch nemesis. <laughs> barely even. Man. He needs to be bullying him. <laughs> barely, barely an arch nemesis. <laughs> you imagine Jaru spent half his day plotting how to be KD <laughs> and Finney don't even think about him. <laughs> it's sad because 50 only, take, only takes 50, like, probably 
one minute to trash him because he just has to pull out a list of everything Jeril has, right. has effed up on. A real quick post. Just posting a headline from something he undid this week. And there's something new every week. So, <laughs> material doesn't To his credit. He, uh, go ahead and tell us details, Conrad. You remember what, what he had did over the weekend? So, I don't know if this is a... Actually, to be honest, I don't know if it's a who's man's to uh, Jarul or who's man's to the people that continue to put him in his in this position. Um, so, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks... I don't know who someone who was not sitting at the table because we always talk about the table and the PR rooms and how people are being missed. In this case, there was someone, this person who usually makes a decision not to hire people like this was not there that day. They were sick. <laughs> so they were left with people who just were like stuck in the 90s and thought that this entertainer was still the same entertainer that he was. <clears throat> so they hired him to do the halftime show. And things couldn't go like I'm. I'm assuming he was really hoping that maybe this could have been his time to make things happen. He's performing in front of the Greek freak, and you know that sounds things... so weird. Like the Greek freak. Like it took me a while to figure out that was like a respectful term. Because <laughs> at first I was like, "This is a new porn." What? Like, they pop like Greece. And then when they said no, it's that black man. I'm like, wait, we call him a black man a Greek freak now? They do that? And they was like, no, it's a compliment. I was like, okay, all right. But then I saw him play, and I was like, okay, well, damn. Right, I'm sorry. Yeah, so dude, so things didn't even work out from the very beginning. You know when you get up to it, most performers, <laughs> when they get up there and they try to hype up the crowd and, like, do it in terms of where when you hype up the crowd that – as soon as you like get really loud, the music drops. Well, Jarrell yeah. <laughs> was doing all this, trying to get the crowd up, and he did that like one thing where you point up to the sky and then that <clears throat> hope of the music just stops dropping and then lead into your song. And he went to do that, nothing, just silence. <laughs> to make things worse, the crowd was not entertained by him one bit. There was no response, like saying. Mm. Saying like, "Are y'all ready?" Cricket, cricket. Milwaukee, y'all. Just rude. When you being polite about it. Milwaukee, y'all ready for this? Silence. No. And then he puts his the bad thought. He even it was to the point where he even realized like, all right, this ain't working. He said, "Yeah, I ain't ready either." And the music still didn't come on. The music still did not come on. So he just walks around, and finally, music plays, and of course. You just, it's still like you just hear the music, which is so bad because, like, the crowd is not entertained. No one's like clapping. No one's like really feeling the beat. There are probably a few people in there, but there are no one cared about those people who were being entertained by him. And to make things even worse, the Greek freak comes out and says, Look, I don't got time for you to be out here at halftime. I'm about to start warming up. Whoa. So, <laughs> so during Charles' uh, performance, this is Giannis. The thing is, Giannis or Giannis? Giannis. He, he Giannis. Uh, just pulls up, starts taking jump shots, you know, warming up, you know, taking all his shots that he does for warm up. Middle of the middle of the performance. If that ain't telling you, like, yo, ain't nobody care about you, bro. Granted that Giannis can do whatever the hell he wants in Milwaukee. He, if you probably wanted to tell Gerald to stop performing so he can get off the court, they would have probably told you to stop performing. 
that's probably what he should have done to help to save him from the embarrassment. But <laughs> this is where the question is: Whose man's do you do you give this award to this week? Do you give it to Jaro or to the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks head of entertain halftime shows or whoever it is to even hire him to come there? Who who are they playing? I don't know actually. Like. What does Ja Rule have to do with Milwaukee? Like, why would well, not a damn thing? Is from Milwaukee. Like, why would they book him? They were playing I mean, the Timberwolves. Besides it being cheap, the Timberwolves. Yeah, which is one of the worst. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have fan base in either. In either, like, come on now. It's just sad. Um, I said this once before. All right, we ain't gonna act like Ja Rule don't have a few hits. No, he has hits, but bangers that will go down for the rest of time. Okay, but what they? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least two of them. There right? wasn't. There wasn't a hundred people at that game that weren't rock, were rocking with him. At least just a hundred people. You know what I'm saying? Like out of the thousands that were probably in attendance, there wasn't 10 people that might have been rocking with him. Oh, wait, no. you're th- no, wait, you're thinking least... that there was at least 100, or you're saying there was at least 10 that were rocking with him in that whole in that whole uh, I'm, arena? I mean, 100 is 10% out of, you know, maybe a 1,000 fans. And you know what it was more than a 1,000 fans in the arena. I'm just saying that there wasn't 10% of people that might have been rocking with him there. Like, what? what's the demographic? It's like, there, there was totally a miss on the Bucks, like PR team, like they didn't <laughs> demographic research, they didn't, they didn't accurately ask the right question to people. It's like I don't, uh, I, I don't. It's like getting Donald Trump to speak at a like in some NAACP meeting. NAACP. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that. You know, it's just off. Trey, are you okay today? Because I feel like I'm coming for everyone. Bro, I'm just saying, bro, like. There was a question that needed to be asked that didn't get asked, like you said earlier. And yeah, I'm coming for everybody, and I'm fine. I'm fine. This is me. But damn, like, I, and I studied PR in school, so like, mm. I'm communication PR in business. So this is what I do. With, uh, what I'll eventually do in some aspects, I'm gonna do more sports wise. But damn, like they got John Wall out there in Milwaukee. For, I mean, Milwaukee for what? and Minnesota. Nothing about those two places kind of scream. Late nineties hip hop. No, one bit. They just don't feel like that's what they were listening to on the way to the game. So they probably were as surprised that he as he was when he got the call. Like, <laughs> they want me. We want him. <laughs> like no, it was a mutual no. But he had to be there. You know. So, you know I don't blame him for trying to make his money. He, like y'all gonna pay me to be here. So I mean, he definitely there. made his money. But man, it was cringeworthy. Man. It was crazy. Get paid, black man. Thing is, half of those people, like if they saw him walking around the arena or around the grocery store for that matter, will probably ask him, "Hey, do you work here?" And you know that's Damn. the worst question. Damn. That's the worst question. <laughs> uh... <laughs> like half of those people. Excuse me, do you know where? Oh no, I work here. Okay, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> like that. What? That's like that time they asked, "Who is that guy who sings bad?" Jay Holiday. If he was a valet. <laughs> he was the valet. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, sweetie, it's a Gucci shirt. <laughs> They're like, okay, so no. <laughs> this premium boot. <laughs> You see Ja Rule at Walmart. Okay, so, but where's the preparation age? That's all I need to know. You're famous or not. Just tell me where. Uh, I feel bad. I say who's man's is the team. Because, look, oh, yeah. 
they knew that wasn't the demographic for Ja Rule or the area he should be in. Like, who else could Ja have brought in? I don't know anything. But that's people. the thing. Maybe they didn't know who else they wanted to bring in, and maybe they didn't want to spend so much money bringing in someone. So we're like, who can we pay nothing that will still take the money because they need it? <laughs> oh, that guy. Who, they probably like, oh, who's that guy? The dumbass that tried to do the festival and it didn't work out. Oh, the Netflix. oh that guy. Yeah, uh, what's it? Jaru. Jaru. That would to be like me. You're pronouncing his name wrong. Jaru. 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 Right, Craig. 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 Jaru. Right, Craig. Yeah, that's how I've been, and they hired him. Hey, low key, maybe high. Like when I go to football, basketball games. We don't even get no concerts. Exactly. Like the last basketball game we went to, they had a damn dog uh, going around <laughs> grabbing the uh, the frisbees. Look, and I thought that was pretty interesting. There you go. There you go. There you have it. Right there. You get a better reaction. You know what What's up? Uh, the VCU half times. They do like this thing, and it's so interesting to me. And I think there's so much money that could be put into it if like people really got together. But like some some VCU half times, they'll do like a little like baby racing segment so like the parent will like sit at the one end maybe the dad or the mom and then the other parent will sit away and like try to get the baby to oh yeah to like go to half court and like win the race and to me that's so intriguing you know like it's like who whose baby has the attention span to, to win me a thousand dollars you know right like, <laughs> like, those babies be dumb competitive baby racing <laughs> It's kind, of like, it's kind of like fight club. It's like don't talk about it. Like don't tell your mom yeah. that we're here, but we're gonna race you today, and you're gonna make me a, a lot. Of- <laughs> you, know, you can be bet on people's toddlers and shit. It's like you know they can't be better than toddler because he lost. So you really, he lost you a thousand dollars. We're thinking about this, Trey. Bro, I would put some money into that, bro. I probably shouldn't have set it up here because somebody's probably starting a baby racing league as we Look, speak. Man. But I just wrote it down. <laughs> Get your firstborn and go race that nigga, bro. Like, what? Go crazy. Go crazy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to be laughing man. if 2020 comes around and they say I have sports. You go to Vegas and it's like, make a bet on uh, baby racing. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's like, like you get one item to put in her face, like one of their favorite items. You only get one and just shake it or whatever. Like then the baby just crawls, stops, looks around, starts crying, crawls again. Like, bro, what? <laughs> Look, you heard it here first. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Anyways. Well, Jaru, we still rooting for you, man. Are we? I don't know. That just seemed like a nice thing to say. <laughs> I'm very indifferent to Jaru's. Life. Well, I don't know they have like a anymore. tough decade. What decade plus? Damn, they're two decades. It's they been rough. They have a bad two decade decades. No, they're they're definitely deaf. They ain't nobody hearing him. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can go ahead and move on to the next topic we got up for tonight. <laughs> so, B, I know this one's close to your heart. I'm gonna pass it off to you. Yeah, because you guys aren't cultured like me. Um, okay. So, uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Trey, I didn't mean to include you in that, but, uh, you know. I'm going to go to the bottom real quick. So, last night uh, was the 91st Academy Awards that aired on TV. Um, if you know me, you listen to the show, you know I love all award shows. And there's, there's two, if you will, big award shows right there's the grammys which is my favorite because it's music 
and there's the Oscars, which is, uh, I think, what, the number three biggest telecast of every year. Um, and if you remember a few years ago, or if you were looking at social media a few years ago, uh, for a few years, there was a hashtag going around called Oscar So White. Why? Because there was not a lot of uh, people of color who were represented on the show, around the show, nominated for the show. We were only invited to the show to look good, right? Well, that kind of, kind of changed. Uh, we still got a lot, lot, lot more work to do. Uh, right. We'll talk about that. But let's give some shout outs, right? To some of the black winners last night. We got Queen Regina King. Hmm. Who won for if Bill Street could talk? We got uh, who I think is going to be the next Denzel. I mean, it feels weird to say that because they're about the same same age almost. But uh, Mahershala Ali, who won for a punk ass movie that we'll talk about. Damn, he's already better than Denzel. He's amazing. Punk ass movie. <laughs> we got Ruth Carter and Hannah Beachler, who both. We're the first African, uh, first black people to be nominated for their respective awards, and obviously the first winners of their respective awards. And they won for boom, 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 Black Panther. We got Spike Lee, who after what thirty plus years of his career got his first Oscar nomination That's crazy. this year, That's and sick. won for adapted screenplay for uh, Black Klansman. Yep. And had probably the best uh, speech of the night, best reaction of the night, and also obviously got that Cheeto in the White House to react this morning. Uh, and then what I thought was the best movie of last year won for best animated uh, feature, and that was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, who had a black director, um, Peter Ramsey, who was the first black uh, director to win for animated feature. So I'll say I'll I'll just get my own question out there first. Did you guys watch? <laughs> Why do you ask? I I saw more of it than you thought I would. I tried. I tried. I tried. I even sent you a text. I tried. You did. I tried. I was proud. And you saw what? And you saw? And you saw? Saw what happened? I was like, oh, me and Conrad can watch together. And you was like, no, I just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, check it out though. I saw at least about to get half. Whoa, that's a lot. What was wrong? It was on, and I didn't feel like leaving the room, so I kind of ended up half watching it. <laughs> okay, <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> out of petty, <laughs> so petty. Damn. Wow. What about you? But I watched right? it. Um, I I didn't even take a look at that thing, bro. I don't know. I've been I've been kind of making some award shows, bro. I mean, I just I feel like. They're not. They're not really reminiscent of one people that like maybe look like me, and you know they reflect. And the, the awards reflect that. And you know, like when after coming off something is like, oh, Oscar's so white, they're gonna start honoring our people just to like get us to shut the hell up, and then they're gonna go back to being very super white. And just like the Super Bowl, it's like I maybe watch like five minutes of that if you know. So it's just like I've been kind of off it. I'm hyped that like you know, dude. Uh, the, the Green Book dude got an award and then, like, the Black Panther people got an award. Like, that's what we live for. And, like, I want to get into film one day, too, like, as far as, like, from a production means. But I just I – did, I didn't watch it. That's how it goes. All right. All right. Brian, you got something to say? Well, <laughs> I could 
guess I could talk to myself for a little bit. But like, <laughs> hey, I told you I, I watched half of it. I got you talking about the second half, and then I can't talk about it. All right. So, what, what were your thoughts on all the winners? If you guys, uh, or I'm sure you guys saw on social media some stuff today. Anything pop up? Anything funny? Anything you want to chat more about or have questions on? Because I watched it. My man Spike, bro. Like, he, my dude Spike. He he should have been got an award. Like. That's it. And I, I watched his speech and like his speech was dope. And he, you know, he took jabs and you know, Donnie got a little bit pissy, but that's whatever. Um, but my man Spike, he's been pure gold. Like just the way he makes he makes his films are just so dope to me. Like it's crazy. crazy. I wish I, I'm happy for him. I wish he would have got it a lot sooner, but I'm super happy for him. And it was so dope that um that uh, Samuel L. Jackson, whoa, who? Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson is yeah. the one to give him that award, especially since Samuel or Spike Lee was the one to give Samuel L. Jackson his first movie role. Oh, that's also, dope. They both were Morehouse brothers and wow. you know came up together in this industry. So, and I think Spike, I think Sam, yeah, it gotta be Sam. Sam has starred in the most Spike Lee movies, almost every one except I think five. Wow. So. It's really dope that that he was able to give that to him, and you can see how happy Spike was. Um, what else? I just kind of want to get straight to why you're so mad about that. Fuck Green Book, okay? Fuck the movie. I didn't. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it because, and I'll tell you why. So pacify. I am sick. <laughs> I am sick and tired of movies that only offer up this white savior role. For those of you who don't know what Green Book or the actual Green Book is, it was a, a document. I, I, damn it, I wish I could bring up his name, but I didn't know I was going down this route. Um, made by a guy, I'm going to say Mr. Green. Uh, I apologize for not saying his name. Somebody can look it up. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> who created this book for Blacks to safely travel along the South and have places where they could stay, have places where they could eat safely and not have their lives threatened right so it became this very very popular traveling document that lived for many years because we had to have something like that and when they made this movie they made the movie and called it green book but it's from a white man's perspective who admittedly was racist and was a driver for one of the most acclaimed musicians uh of that time dr don shirley who the movie is not even about. It's about this white man. That's sick. So how do you make a movie about the Green Book, about featuring this amazing talent who's a black man who has such a complex story, but you only offer it as this white man's view on what happened? <laughs> and that's what won the Academy Award last night over Black Klansman and over Black Panther and over some of the other movies that actually offers, you know, diverse perspectives. That's what we want. Is it Victor that's Hugo Green? Yes. Yeah, Hugo Green. If that's what it says. Yeah. So. Oh. All right, so yeah, this Trey, is when you, when you start producing movies and you got all that money that you about to make, uh, if you can make a movie about, you know, Mr. Green, we would appreciate that. Oh, I got I got That's not what we got this year. I got a radical opinion about it, and I don't know if I, I don't know. Y'all might want to talk about what y'all are going to talk about first before I get into it, because y'all y'all might not oh, want to talk about it. Hey, man, we, hey, look, I'm, let's listen. We're listening. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, so it, it kind of goes back with me, 
is uh like Black Panther. I, everybody loves Black Panther for, for what it did as far as image wise. You like correct? You know what I'm saying? Like image wise, Black people in roles, empowerment, women, all that stuff, right? Like we, we enjoy Black Panther for that aspect. But what's not really going to be produced is a film that makes white people uncomfortable about what white people do. Like mm. that's not going to get produced. Like or not what white people do, but about the racism that's ever prevalent in like societies that white people are maybe the, the higher class, you know, if that makes any sense. Y'all follow me? Like, yeah. they're not, they're not going to fund yeah. movies like that. Like definitely like Dr. Production, not Hollywood because Hollywood at the end of the day is entertainment. And that's, they're trying to entertain from whatever the hell's going on. And I love Black Panther and I'm going to tie this back to Green Book. So just follow me for the next 30 seconds. But it just made me uncomfortable each time like the, like, the, the 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 tribes and stuff were fighting they were fighting over their oppressor like at the end of the day it was like oh killmonger wanted to like liberate his people guess he was gonna like do some wild stuff to, to do it and, like he was gonna send some weapons out but at the end of the day like this utopia of black people is killing themselves and fighting for their oppressor at the end of the day and i was like i was just looking at it and like that part of the movie where they're all fighting uh, right before him and uh, Black Panther, Killmonger and Black Panther go down into the uh, mines and start fighting. That part of the movie kill, kills me every time, bro. It kills me. And then Greenleaf, on the other hand, like the book about uh, uh, somebody that is trying to help slaves and, in, 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 you know, displaced Black people get to, to safety and about that book and about, and they make it about the white dude, the driver of this critically like acclaimed and award-winning pianist one of the best musicians of an era and they make it about the white person like you they're not gonna make a movie or they're not gonna nominate a movie that make white people feel uncomfortable at all bro <laughs> if you make white people feel uncomfortable bro it, it's some bad things that happen because they're they're too privileged in a lot of ways to to you know give in to something that will make them ever feel uncomfortable because they there's the money and the resources and then even in film and in music, it's like they're not gonna nominate like Damn's not gonna get best album yada yada of the year because they're not they don't want people to listen to Damn because Damn tells a lot about the experience of like a young black man like I'm talking about Kendrick Lamar and the Grammys but I'm sorry I had to rant for a second I, I'm done I'm, I'm long winded on that one <laughs> no I 100% agree with you um and specifically about Dream Book like I think and I don't know if I said it on this podcast. And I know a lot of people can say, oh, you didn't see the movie, so how can you say it's not the best movie? Or you, The reason I can say that and the reason I am so um, uh, against even supporting that movie is one simple article that came out throughout this process, and it was from the family of Don Shirley, who said, we weren't even contacted to offer our opinion about who our grandfather was. Wow. And the writers of the movie, who just happens to be the the white guy's grandson, he's one of the writers, admitted that they didn't contact the family. They even admitted that they didn't even think to contact the family until the movie was already done. Wow. So you got all of this coming from this white guy's perspective, and you we're not even that important enough to for you to seek out. And it can't be that hard. It can't be that hard to seek out this guy. I mean, you have a budget. Yeah, I mean, Google has been around for quite some time. (laughs) So it can't be that difficult to find any part of his family and say, hey, could you tell us a little bit about who your granddad was? What were his beliefs? Um, 
and I don't know. That just irritates me. It's frustrating. It's not the first time. I mean, it just so happens, like, the last time Spike lost uh, <laughs> at this award show when his movie actually wasn't even nominated for Best Picture What's the Driving Miss Daisy? And look, I love Driving Miss Daisy because I love, <laughs> sorry, Ron, I love Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it was a cool movie. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and I see some of the problems, you see the, you see it in, in The Help. You see it in Hidden Figures. You see it time and time again where it's a movie about us, but we can't survive on our own. We need the help of this one white person who's, you know, nice enough to not be a dick to us uh, <laughs> or be racist to us. And that's how we survive. So, like, that's the movies they want to see or want us to watch. So, how do you think, is it Mahershala Ali? Mm-hmm. How do you think he feels then? Like, in this, like, it's like he won a Grammy, or Oscar. sorry, an Oscar. And, um, but at the end of the day, it's like he almost can't fully be excited because of the way the stigma of the movie is. Like, did do you get mad at him for taking a movie that's a role that is not really predict like depicting who he's supposed to be playing? Do you do you criticize that? I don't. Uh-oh. I don't because there's so few opportunities for black actors out there. I listened exactly. to his podcast called Black Men Can Jump in Hollywood. I've shouted them out before. I shout them out again, uh, and they talk about just how difficult it is for black people to get parts in Hollywood. And from Mahershala, I mean, shout out to him. This is his second Oscar uh, in, like, what, four years? Because he just won the same category for Moonlight. Uh, Octavia Spencer, who was um, an executive producer on the movie, like, shout out to her. She's the first black woman to win for executive producer. Dope for you guys and for that opportunity. I am looking at all of you, though, and saying, why didn't you do your research? Why didn't you do more? But I can't, I also am not saying, hey, you shouldn't have been a part of this, you know, life-changing opportunity. That was the question I was going to ask you. Are you going to, since we have, it's not like these two, like, the two black or the three black uh, actors in here or the people who are in, who are are part of this, the making of this movie are some nobodies, right? Right. Like, they're well-known. They're wanted to, in in a lot of movies, and they could be they're, I would say they're top tier in, um, <clears throat> if you look in the black community in acting, right? You would agree with that? Would, uh, you, guys yeah. agree, would you agree with that? Like Maharsha Ali and Octavia are top tier of the black community as far as act, acting yeah. in the entertainment world, right? So they have a voice and it will be heard. So do you think that, do you think that, and um, this is off assumptions and we don't know exactly everything, about, but do you think they, would, they should have said something? or would have said something or do you think they did and didn't really no one really took their advice or change or they just was like you know what like you said i'm black i don't get this opportunity that often i'm gonna take get my money get my opportunity to show who i am and maybe in the future i'll use this platform to do whatever i want what do you guys think uh uh, you can go ahead if you want to no you go i've been talking okay i just feel like it's kind of like it's kind of like the uh, so say if, like we were all like just went to the and this is this is this is a metaphor but say we all just went to the NBA just like right now we were in the NBA and we were like winning championships with the Golden State Warriors you know it's like mm-hmm. it's like damn like you're winning and okay after like a few years it's like damn like I'm winning but at the end of the day you're still like damn like I shouldn't even be here I shouldn't even be here and you know to to really go in the game genuinely. 
and you know do your role and do your part and still you're still like yo I shouldn't even be here. So I feel like, I mean, granted, I know they're, they're paving the way. They're the big names. But at the end of the day, there's probably a side of them that's, you know, normal people like us that it's just like, damn, like, I'm getting these roles and these roles are opening up. Like, let's just do it. And maybe they do ask questions, maybe they don't. But, you know, I, I can understand if they look past that in some roles and, and just like, all right, let's make this movie. This movie, at, from a from a big picture standpoint, looks awesome. It's going to win awards. I have a great team behind me. They're trying to honor. They're trying to put a black man in a good lead, black woman in a good lead. And we're trying to, you know, we're going to push the envelope further with, uh, you know, for my people and for what I'm doing in this industry. And it's like, wow, again, going back to the, I shouldn't even be here type thing because they're regular people too, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with that because there are so few of our opportunities. I mean, yeah, there are some of the biggest and brightest stars in black Hollywood. Yeah. But if you and this is no knock on Octavia Spencer, who is an obviously an Academy Award winning actress, but look at her last few movies and how often she's played the help and played, you know, some sort of maid of some sort or had to, you know, be the sassy black woman. Mm. I'm sure she would like other opportunities and she definitely has the range to show more of herself, but that's the part she gets. I mean, look at Mahershala, who last time he won, he was a gangster, a thug, yeah. a drug dealer. Like, I'm sure he would want different parts, and this is a different part for him. I mean, he played a a gay, uh, a, accomplished, historical figure, and I'm sure for him, he's like, that is a dope character that I probably wouldn't get the opportunity to play if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't do that, that, that thug part, if you will, mm. like, so it's, 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 it's such a, a difficult place to be in. Cause yeah, you got to look at them and say, Hey, you guys should speak up more. But at the same time, like, Hey, if they speak up, they lose those opportunities. We'll just go to someone else and get them to do it. So I don't know. I, I, I put the blame. I keep the blame on the white people, on them white people. I love the other white. I love white people, but you know them white people. I, mean, I know who I'm talking about. But shout out to Spider Man and the Spider Verse, best movie last year. If you haven't seen it, what you doing with your life? Go be better. All right. So, is there anything else you want to talk on the Oscars before we move on? Brian, what was you guys' favorite movie last year? Ah, hmm. Hmm. damn. From what was nominated, my top three. Did the Avengers come out last year? I mean, I enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it did come out. Yeah. Mm. Black Panther came out last year too, didn't it? Or am I tripping? No, last year it did. Oh, I mean, I mean, Marvel doing things. I'm a superhero fanatic, so I'd say, you know, Avengers was pretty dope. Damn, I gotta really think about that now. Right. I say Black Panther was my favorite. Spider Verse second. We're not gonna talk about Incredibles too. Where'd that come out this uh, year? I fell asleep on it. Damn. Yeah, I fell asleep like, on it too. <laughs> what? It was good. It wasn't amazing. We might be best friends, yo. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I, I enjoyed the first one so much. And like, I know the first one verbatim. And it's like, Incredibles 2, it did a lot for my adult mind. You know, like, maybe I should be younger and be watching it. But it just, it did a, it did a lot for my adult mind. And I was just like, all right, I can fall asleep on this. That's what my body said. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, we about to go. We about to go to sleep, dog. <laughs> How's it good about <laughs> Guess, guess I'm a little kid. All right, okay. So, uh... <laughs> Y'all see Deadpool too? Was that all right? I didn't even. I didn't even. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, that was last year. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I got to check out Rick Ross too. Rick Venom Ross was Venom was last year too, right? Yeah. yeah, I didn't get to see that. Yeah, Venom was straight. That was pretty good. And Man and Wasp, Marvel's uh. Stepchild. Oh, I just saw that this weekend. That was good. Was it alright? I liked it. I'll check it out then. It's on Netflix. <laughs> okay. You watch it. Well, all right. Yeah, let's go ahead. We want some one more movie we got to discuss tonight. Wait, wait, so, wait. Before we, before we, wait, 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 before we do this, wait, wait. I gotta do uh. Yeah. Not a disclaimer, but a redaction. A redaction from our uh, last episode, because um, we went back and forth to you know. You guys remember uh, Albert oh. <laughs> <laughs> and was it Wilford? Wilf- Wilford? Wilford? Yeah, Whatever. It don't. I mean, we lied. It, it don't really matter. It don't really matter because it, it's not true. Because uh, it's not true. They they ain't no sound. <laughs> they ain't no twins. Siamese twins <laughs> for Michigan in court trying to decide who can masturbate or not masturbate anymore. So I don't get it. It ain't right. But it was a good it was a good episode to talk about. Y'all were laughing. Y'all were thinking. Y'all were and thinking look, how it was gonna work out. It is pro it's probably an issue that many people face. So we brought light to an look, issue. Okay. We're doing the possible work. possible right, documentary. I I could I could see it. Is it the arm closest to them that they're in control of? So I was like, no, it's their control of everything else, but the, but the penis. There's two. They're like, so like you you share everything from everything from your lower digestive tract is shared. So you got you have your own brain, own arm, own arms, heart, lungs are separate, but your digestive tract, lower digestive GI tract. You don't, you don't, you have to share. So, homeboy. What's the story. ruling? Huh? What was the ruling? Who who got to masturbate? Well, we'll never know because it was fake. Fake news. Oh, it was fake. Was fake. fake yeah, it, it got me, but it was good. It was still a good I story. I legit felt bad for a day about that story. That's tough. <sighs> but hey, I just wanted to share that <laughs> yeah. you guys that we did give you fake news, but at the same time, you guys are entertained. So, it really doesn't really matter. So, but right, y'all welcome. Because, uh, yeah. That way. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> All right, so last thing we got on the agenda for tonight is we time for our media content of the month. So the reason why we got Trey here tonight with us is so we can discuss the topic that we chose for this month of February, and we went with none other than the Dark Knight. <laughs> what's the what's Batman music? Boom boom boom. That's Batman. <laughs> I'm getting into my yeah, relax, relax, relax. Slowly. Uh, slowly. Uh, Ron, slowly. Let's, let's take a slow. Yeah, so real quick background for anyone who just may not be familiar with the movie is one you should definitely check out. It has some strong performances from a lot of actors who did not play Batman, but again, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but uh, it is the second movie trilogy that um who was the director? Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. So yeah, he's a, a trilogy that was direct that came out. Um, it had the Penguin for the first one as the main villain. 
the Joker for the Dark Knight, the one we're going to talk about, and then Bane was the third one. Scarecrow. Yeah, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Who played yep. the Penguin? He wasn't movie. Right. Prefer. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, this was definitely one that left, left a big impression on the culture when it happened for various reasons they will get into in our discussion. But first, we'll kick it off. I'm going to pass it off to you, Trey, to tell us what rating you get the movie, why you select it for us, any other special thoughts you may have. I feel like this is the biggest setup of all time. <laughs> this is the biggest setup. Oh, oh. Go ahead. All right, I'll be sharp. I'll be sharp then. Um, it was just me growing up as a kid. It, uh, it was one of those because I mean I enjoyed uh, Batman Begins, but just the trilogy itself really came together from a storytelling uh, aspect. It got me into superhero films more than usual. I mean I enjoy superhero films definitely from like an animated and a Disney and a Disney kind of way, but like. A live action superhero film. I think Christopher Nolan's saga or his trilogy really set up the um, the craze and threw lobs to like Marvel for getting their stuff like underway and uh, you know the reassurgence of DC that's been trash you know since we've you know seen mm-hmm. other than, other than Batman the trilogy that Christopher Nolan put out. I don't really enjoy any of the DC films that have been out in the last decade or two to be honest. But valid. Um, well, yeah, valid. Uh, so, for 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 the Dark Knight, I mean, Keith Ledger gives a uh, he gives his life in the performance, like literally, like the Joker. He makes the movie, and I, I was just watching it, and you know, Batman for me is more than Batman. It's a story of a, it's just a superhero. It's a story of of you know the the elite and crime and and corruption and how it affects a city and a society and people's mindsets. And, you know, they take it the superhero route, but in a lot of ways, uh, it shows, it just shows, it tells a story of, you know, corruption and like elite and how they use their power. And it is more than just being about superheroes per se, than it is about, you know, when people are in a tough position because of the society they live in, how they make the decisions and uh, how, you know, at first the, the main villains were mob bosses, but then, you know, the Batman came and tried to clean up the very corrupt city that was Gotham and to, to combat his his non-evilness, even more evils arose like the Joker, Bane, et cetera, et cetera. So it go, went from mob bosses to, you know, these people that just got crazed with trying to kill the Batman and trying to be even more of a, uh, you know, a corrupt type figure. And the Joker, which was, which make his, his performance so legendary in his movie. The Joker didn't want anything other than to give people the choice to spread the chaos or not. And and I think that's what made his character so interesting because, you know, they were talking about, oh, he didn't want anything. He took all the money and they paid him to kill the Batman. He burnt that stuff to the ground. And he was just like, y'all just want to give you guys the, the, the opportunity to cause chaos because at the end of the day, humans are going to make a decision because we're very human. Either you can like choose to, you know, stay on a straight and narrow, that's very hard in the world we live in, or you can get off that track and it goes crazy because, you know, you know, you, you make one bad decision and it just goes more and more bad, but sorry for being disconnected, but that's, I, I'm in love with the Dark Knight trilogy, if anything, DC or Batman. Okay. Very nice, very nice. Uh, can I go next before you guys? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Brian, what'd you think of it? I don't trust you. I give it, how many, how many emojis do we do? Four or five? Five. I give this movie five flame emojis. Nice. I think it's the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen. Wow. Um, I think 
Christopher Nolan is a genius. Very much so. I think I think Heath Ledger is a genius. I think he literally gave it all on the screen. I think uh I think Batman is the like <laughs> probably worst part about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't even care because everything else is just so good. So <sighs> here we go. All right, you guys. <laughs> We're about to be done, right? Oh, all right, man. So, <laughs> first of all, am I hearing background sound, or is that just me? <laughs> I feel like I was hearing it, but now that you, I don't hear it right now. All right, it's cool. Um, so I really actually enjoyed the tr- this trilogy, by the way. So I'm not really, I'm not really bashing the movies. I think everything. First of all, I think the way Trey just explained. Batman in general was something that I really didn't think about at all. You know, I just thought it was vigilante guy who was a high tech cop that wants to, you know, save the world and all that stuff. But um, I really enjoyed Brian made a good point about how everything outside of Batman, as far as acting was a lot, was so, so good that you didn't really focus much on the character of Batman himself during the movie. Other than when he was fighting and doing his stuff. And that's what I did this time around, watching it for the second time. And this is where I, and Ron will join me on this, I'm assuming, is where I just don't consider Batman a superhero. I personally think think that he is, like I said, a high-tech-ass cop with a lot of money that has gadgets that he can afford and build. And yes, he's had some training in martial arts and all the combat and all that. Great. Wonderful. Also cops get training. He just had more. Um, So to me, as a superhero, I would not call him a superhero. And I also, now I'm going to go back to like, to trying to support it. I do think that this is the only thing DC has is Batman. Is only Batman. I haven't watched Aquaman yet, and is that trash? I've heard it's not that great. Uh, what was it? DC United, awful. Yeah, Teen Titans. Titans. Titans was lit. I didn't even get to watch that. It's DC United was the one where we actually first got to see Aquaman, correct? Is oh, like his, the Justice League, or the Justice League. Justice, oh, yeah, Justice League. Just, I'm thinking okay. of the video game, but uh, so. I haven't really cared for DC Comics other than Batman. And I think for me, out of all the trilogies, the last one is my favorite one. Um, but that's not what we're talking about right now. So I'm going to let Ron talk a little bit before I tag team back in. So tag out. It's your turn, Ron. Got some heat for y'all, too. Oh, okay, Ooh. good. So I'm going to come in and I say that I will give this movie four out of five flame emojis and literally Batman is the only reason why I couldn't get the fifth flame emoji. Mm-hmm. You you literally could have put in any other protagonist in here. You could have put Clifford the big red dog in <laughs> as were entertained by him than Batman. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly before this movie came out, I wouldn't watch anything that was Batman related. Like I literally just was like if it's Batman, I'm not gonna be into it. But I heard such good things about this one. And the performance from Heath Ledger and uh, what's his name who played Two Face, and I heard that they were so 
and I just heard so much positivity around it. I was like, all right, let me just go ahead and check it out and see what it is. And when I watched it, it actually did make me give a new appreciation for Batman to the point where I do think that he's capable of being at least entertaining. I'll say that. But I still don't think that, like Kyra said, I don't think he's a real superhero. And I think that, that this would be the last good thing we ever see from him because with the route DC is going, the Batman's are just going to ride back to being super corny. And I think they made a big mistake by making Ben Affleck Batman too. So, yeah. Trash. That, that even made it worse. That was, a big, that was the biggest step mistake. backwards. So, I don't know if you guys want to have a chance to talk because you got the heat, but... I'm ready for it. What's up? I'm ready for this heat trade guy. Okay. So, so just just coming back to you guys about Batman not being an actual superhero, the standard third, there is such a point within that because he doesn't have any superpowers. He's rich and he's entitled and he does what he wants in a lot of aspects. And the story of Batman is unique to me because, again, like you said, you were captivated by everything else that was going around in it. Batman is a focal point of, of, you know, of privilege in a lot of ways. He's a focal point of somebody in society that, or a symbol of somebody in society that, you know, can, can move how they want to move. And that's not everybody. The real stories here are, again, the cops. They're the everyday people. They're the DAs that are struggling to get people indicted because, you know, everybody's the, the mob has has their hands in everybody's pockets or the mobs paying everybody. These corrupt institutions in our everyday cities and our government are paying these people. OK, so the power of Batman doesn't come from simply Bruce Wayne. It, 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 it comes from not having superpowers. It comes from the everyday people in the society that surrounds him. And, you know, the, the his his celebrity or his his riches are, are, are an afterthought in a lot of ways that allow him to do certain stuff yes and then the reason i really love the dark knight trilogy is because it this ties back around and being that that in the last movie you guys know bane correct like bane mm-hmm. in the last movie dark knight rises mm-hmm. he christopher nolan breaks down the sense of entitlement and the sense of power that the rich have and you know in anything with bane because bane is what as they call him bane comes from nothing Bane worked for everything he had for his place. He was rejected by the League of Shadows, the same league that accepted Batman in a way. And at the in in in, in full circleness, Bane is um uh, he's leading the League of Shadows at this point. After like after all that said and done, and he's Batman is fighting this person that you know in in regular society, you know Bane is the underdog and Batman is just the the high achiever, the critically acclaimed, the golden child that that should win the fight. But Bane's just like, nah. And in, in, in a quote, Bane's like, oh, you think the darkness is your ally? You merely adopted it. Uh, I was born in it and molded by it. You didn't see the, I didn't see the light till I was a man, but then nothing was blinding me. The shadows betray you because they belong to me. You know, like, this is like Bane's from Grime. And he's just like, yo, you think you're so much better than me, but essentially you're nothing compared to me because I, I worked every day for everything I had. And the, it, the movie's beautiful because with all the storylines, it just ties back to the, the, the privilege of it all. And I, granted, Bane was the, not, wasn't the hero in it. And, and Batman won after a while, but, but that, that dialogue and that narrative within itself is so crazy. And like, and I think so great and poetic to me because there's a part in the movie where Bane's just like, the, he, the guy that hired Bane is like, hey, 
I'm gonna fire you or whatever like that. And then and then dude Bane puts one finger on him is like, you think this gives you power over me because you have more money than me? And that's what we forget a lot of times is like human beings, like it's not the power doesn't come from, you know, what's in our bank account. Power comes from who we are as people and what we're doing and, and what's within us and what we're doing in our character rather than, you know, money in your palm don't make you real. So I'm done with my, my dissertation, but that's that's why the Dark Knight trilogy is really big for me. And that's why I wanted to talk about it tonight. So, you know okay. what? No, I'm go sorry. ahead. No, go ahead, uh, Bishop. You know what? That makes me appreciate this trilogy all like more because in I don't really remember the first movie I'll be honest yeah. uh, I think most people would say that was probably the weakest it's a setup. but definitely in the second and third both of the quote unquote bad guys are not really bad they're just putting a mirror uh, and tell me if I'm Fletcher. wrong because I mean I'm the joke is pretty bad into it. Well, Joker's, but he doesn't kill anyone right he definitely does. He kills. He kills. Yeah. Killing people. <laughs> no, he doesn't kill him. His people. No, kill but him. what's his name? Um, didn't he kill? Uh, what's the black dude from the mob? What was his name? Was it P- Pinkhead or something? Or Pink? He killed him, and, and he killed one of the. Him? He killed one of the jokers at the beginning of the movie. One of the uh, yeah. The henchmen. But other than that, he doesn't kill anybody major. He doesn't kill anybody major. But kill the mob dude by shoving the pistol through his head. Yeah, surprise. Surprise. Go. All right, take it back. Take it back. But they all (laughs) kind of put a mirror up to Batman and say, yeah, we're bad, but you're not shit either. Like, this is all your fault. Yeah. You're making this worse. And I feel like that's probably what DC is missing now. They've missed the part where, like, you're going at Batman for being. This shitty, not a, I don't think I don't think he's a shitty person, but not to your point, um, admitting to his pred or his um privilege. Yeah, they're just trying to make him this glorified being. And I feel like that's what's so cool about this movie is each one is like, hey, this is this could all be so simple to <laughs> go after whatever more. Um, <laughs> But you'd rather make it hard, Batman. Like, if you would just disappear, if you would just shut the fuck up and, like, not interfere, we would all be good. Now, of course, they're crazy as hell, and they want crazy stuff to happen, which can't happen. Uh, But I just thought that was interesting. So, I'll be quiet. So, okay, I want to go into, like, for this particular movie. Um, So, we know that the Joker, his main thing is he's trying to show that Batman that even the people in the city can be just as bad as the villains basically that's what I kind of got out of it yeah everyday because people can, yeah Batman. everyday people can make bad choices or think about themselves hence why he put the two boats aside and had the choice of kill the villains or kill the civilians or kill the prisoners or kill the civilians and you have the choice right and it backfired at the end of the day because it showed that human beings are good in a way they do have hearts right mm-hmm now, you guys were saying that uh, his showing his uh, entitlement or privilege, um, whether it's he was, he it did inherit all this money. He did come from, you know, a rich family. And maybe he became a vigilante because he's guilty and he doesn't, you know, because he's guilty. He got all these things and he's seeing all the baddest happening in the world. Um, so the best way to do it is to do what he does. But also, what I had a question about, it seems like, and it's just me, but it seems like every villain 
has an attachment to Batman, as in, so for Scarface, right? Or, yeah, Scarface, right? Um, uh, Two-Face. Or Two-Face. Two-Face is basically created because of Batman, right? In in a sense. He saved him instead of saving the girl. So now he has a vendetta against Batman because he saved him. So does that make Batman the bad guy, like you guys were saying, as far as depicting him with the villains, like the correlation between him and his villains? Because in this case, I don't see how he is the bad guy. He saved your life, right? It's just that you didn't want to get saved because your girlfriend died or the situation where it actually, in a way, I kind of liked it because it wasn't wasn't predictable. Like, you know, saving the girl and you die was the flip side of it. But for me, in this case, how is he? How is he the bad guy with the villain? Because you said Bane is—he's mad at him for being uh, privileged and having all these all these opportunities and this, this, and that. Everything was easy for him. Okay, I get that. The yeah. Joker. How is the Joker related to him? As in trying to get him to be that same narrative that you were saying with these two guys as the Joker and um, Two Face. Like how they. How would you use the same narrative you used for Bane for those two guys? Uh, and this might be a more political answer, but I think is is the those narratives for those characters are more tied into the uh, situational what could come out of a bad situation per se. So, okay, Batman chose to take this mantle up, and all right, I'm gonna go try to save the city, and then he was chosen between like to say the shot he loved or. To save uh, Harvey Harvey Dent Gotham's White Knight, you know, and again at the end of the day, it comes down to choice, and it comes out comes down to the environment. You know, are you going to let the environment change you, or are you going to change the environment? And for the longest time, Harvey Dent was changing the environment, but when it came to this choice he had, you know, traumatic shit happened in his life, and they had a choice. Batman saved him, okay, and he had a choice. All right. And and the Joker goes to him, you know, in the movie, and he's like, "Yo, like, this isn't really me. This is like, well, this is what happened. Now you have a choice. You can choose to uh, hold this grudge. You can choose to try to go back and be Gotham's White Knight, or you can like, you can just kill me right here. That's fine. Because I mean, you're you're in within your powers to do so right now. And Harvey Dent's just like, all right, I'm gonna make this choice. So that's why Harvey Dent, Two Face, uh, adopted the coin of of because people were making so many choices around him and it wasn't, they weren't falling his way. So he's like, I'm going to flip the coin and see what happens. Flip the coin. He didn't kill the Joker. Same as with the Joker. The mob, the mob had a choice of, okay, how do we get rid of Batman? How do we get rid of Batman? And then the dude decided to prosecute them all at the end of the movie. And it's like, yo, we might as well hire this dude and see what happens. The Joker, he's a, he's a special character in Batman. So I can't tie my narrative entirely back into him at all aspects because the 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 joker is just so unique in a lot of ways but again the situation within itself the mob chose to hey in this environment we need to turn to the joker who you know he said he's gonna get the batman and you know the joker flipped on that in the movie and he was like oh well i'm enjoying this a little bit too much i want to keep the batman around but it's just a narrative of choice in certain situations like if you you know you squeeze something like how much can you get out of it before like they go crazy? You know, it, that's just, that's kind of how, how I saw it more than just every narrative ties extremely back to Batman, but it's a narrative of choice in a situation. And again, good people or bad people can influence good or influence bad further. Mm. Let's stick with the Joker then. 
Okay. A lot of, you know, a lot of people praise this movie because of Heath Ledger and his character as the Joker. Um, do you guys think he was overly hyped? Because as Brian has led this conversation, led this question, or I don't know if it was his question, or is he overly hyped because after his passing away in the movie and what the movie did, or he actually was that good? He was that good. And I kind of want Brian to say he was, You said he was that good, Brian? I say he was that good. And I say it <clears throat> Now, it's, it's so hard because obviously people pass away and, you know, you feel the feelings and you're like, oh, man, like, we're going to give it to him because he's dead. And you've seen that before in music and in movies. But I remember when this movie was being made and there was, like, talk happening. Like, no, you got to see what this man is doing. And even the people, I think if you watch, they have, like, you know, behind the scenes and all that stuff on the dvd release they even have interviews with them saying like he wouldn't talk to you he would not leave character he would do weird stuff in his dressing room um and they just it was totally believable and i just feel like i felt that person like i felt like that was a real person not some made up bad guy like it feels like that person could pop up yeah in you know these days um just way smarter than you or outsmarting you crazy for no reason which i think is one of my biggest fears is someone who's just crazy (laughs) just doesn't even like i'm doing this because i want to do this all right i i just want to torture you okay and that's what i'm gonna do because for me that's fun that scares the shit out of me and he scared the shit out of me in this role and i thought I don't know. I I damn near rooted for him for a while. <laughs> Yikes. But he never died, right? No, he didn't die at all. No. I wasn't going to ask the question I was about to ask. Yeah, relax. <laughs> Ryan, what you think? I got to agree with everything Shock just said. Like, he, he killed that shit. Like, I definitely, from start to finish, was fully in the belief that this was, he believed everything he was doing. He just became one with that role. Now, do you think the new upcoming Joker is going to live up to that. Hell no. Because who's doing that? Is some Whitlock or what's his name? Um, I definitely didn't like uh, Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad. Trash. I didn't like that. Um, And it's weird. Like, I don't even want them to try to live up to Heath in a way because it was just that it would you I don't even know how you can do that role over you know because it's just going to be that comparison and before he it was a like a funny character like Jack Nicholson was a joker and it was funny Jim like, Carrey oh. yeah so it was like oh, oh cool. no Jim Carrey was a riddler right yeah he was a riddler yeah. but then this came along and you was like oh okay whoa that that's what you are and I, I agree with what you said earlier, Ron, but I ain't going to take away my flame. I was pissed every time Batman would come on the screen because I'm like, <laughs> I don't care about you, dog. Can we go back to the the other guy? Like, I, I want to just follow him for the rest of the movie and see what happens. Ah, damn. I wish he could. Damn, I wish he was still here. Hmm. All right. I guess that. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> I'm not try to. All right. So did y'all have any, like, favorite scenes that stick out that y'all or, of course, any of the quotables that you guys feel like. I feel like a lot of quotables came out of this movie. Um, 
I think for me, my favorite scene, which is really random and kind of shouldn't be a favorite scene, but when he leaves the hospital, yeah, and, he's blowing up, yeah, and and that walk, I don't know why, this was just funny to me. And then <laughs> apparently, that whole scene was kind of like improv at the end when he right was clicking the the button to ex- the last uh, explosion to go off and it didn't work. That was improv, and shoot, yeah. he got me. I thought that was like, oh, that's that's a nice touch, but that's one of my favorite scenes. After really, I found out that that was an improv. Like that was like that's really cool. But I think I think a lot of the action was dope. Like you know, sometimes with superhero superhero movies, it can be overly done, like too much. Like you know, way obviously, like we know it's <laughs> fiction and it's fake and all that, but sometimes superhero movies just. You're just like, okay, there's no reason for you to do that in this case. You could have just punched him and kept walking, you know. Like <laughs> so I thought the fight scenes were really cool. Um but hey, the message trade depicted out of it, I look at Batman a, a lot more uh, a little a little bit more differently now than what I used to. And I think I'm gonna start focusing on that a bit more if they decide to drop in Affleck. Watch Gotham. Gotham's a pretty solid show. Hey, Gotham is good. Okay. They did say that didn't they just announce that they are not bringing Ben Affleck back? I hope they did. Right. I read something. I forget what movie it's for though. You should be suspended. Yeah, gonna be a Batman. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, Conrad. That's my favorite scene too. Like that that walk out of that hospital and him again just being crazy for no reason. And then again finding out that um Finding out, like you said, that it was all improv, like and he stayed in character. God, and of course, uh, why so serious? I mean, oh I yeah, that. <laughs> and it's a great gift. So. Um, I, for me, I think my favorite scene is the one right, pretty much towards the end, where Batman have you know caught and defeated the Joker. He got him hanging out on the scaffolding, and he pulls him to him and he starts talking. And the Joker basically has his monologue where he talks about how. Batman needs people like the Joker just as much as the Joker needs someone like him. Like that's the reason why they'll never kill each other. They'll always go back and forth. Which I just always thought was just a dope relationship that them two have, where it feels like yeah. neither one could exist truly without the mm. other. Because Steve. any other person in law enforcement would just take the Joker out, just to get be done with them. But Batman is so caught up on making sure that justice is done properly, he always will make sure he gets locked up, and he just loves having the challenger out there, so that someone that can actually defeat him every once in a while and he's going to do his best to keep Batman around just for the fun of the game yeah true so it would have been really nice if they could have kept going on in that but of course with you know the real life path and he let it really felt like it was way more appropriate to let that go but it would have been dope if he could have came back in the third movie somehow and I think that I mean with like you're saying I think that he was going to save DC Comics in a way after that if he had stayed like I mean we can predict what happens but I truly do think if Heath Ledger did not pass, and this trilogy or whatever would have happened. Obviously, I would have thought after this whole trilogy, he was going to get his own Joker movie right off the bat, like right away. Oh, for sure. And I think he, his character, the Joker, because of him, I think would have really uplifted DC Comics as far as movies. To, and storytelling. Huh? And their storytelling. Like their story yeah, and their story, because like it was. It, that was the thing. That was that was it right there. Like DC Comics, I feel like the like they were like we got something going right now. We're about to you know 
come out of the darkness and you know be up here with Marvel as far as movies and all this stuff like not as far up as Marvel but on the same talk of like if you talk about Marvel you're not going to talk shit about DC Comics at least with when it comes to Batman Granted, um, Marvel was in grassroots stages I mean they had the plan but I mean they still like Iron Man was just dropping at this point when this stuff came out so like DC clearly had the upper hand with like just a strong performance and then you know Marvel was like all right get these writers in the room, get these trilogies out, and here's our big plan. And, you know, they, they've they been stepping on next since then, but it was really – if you look at this, like, this early on in the game, it was like, oh, shit, like, this is going to be a good, you know, decade or century for superheroes. Well, yeah. are you guys going to keep watching this or not? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I feel like I'll see it at least one more time, but – like I said, these are going to be the only Batman series that I respect. It's on TNT every damn other day. He's right. Damn right. They show you so right. I said they show this like BT show, Baby Boy. So hell yeah, ain't got no no choice. All right, all right. Before we get out of here, any other comments? What thoughts you guys want to in the movie? Hey, just just watch this. But just remember that he is not a superhero. I just want you guys to realize that he's not a superhero. All right. Everything else, hey, Kristen, everything else that is great. You could do everything it. else is great. But just remember, Superman is before him forever. <laughs> but we'll just leave it at that. Hey, Christopher Nolan is a superhero. Shout he out. is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So thank y'all for tuning in for another episode. Feel free to shoot any thoughts about anything you've heard tonight our way. There's a lot of ways y'all can hit us up. There's the inbox, podcast at gmail.com. Y'all can get us at whosemans on Twitter or Instagram. Check out the Facebook page as well. You can hit up there. If you got our numbers, feel free to just reach out. Uh, Trey, before we get out of here, you got anything you want to plug? Any ad names you want to drop? Anything like that? Um, just uh, peace and blessings to everybody listening. Um, please follow me at, uh, at Trayday, T-R-E-D-A-Y. XXIV on Instagram and Twitter. I'll do another podcast, uh, Sir Caesar's show. Uh, check that out too. I'll be up there tomorrow. We are doing some crazy things, good NBA content. The Caesar's show, check that out on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find a link up there. It's on iTunes and Spotify. And also, just a piece of advice, man. It's about to get warm. So if you uh, had a boo thing for the winter time and you know, you know, stuff been going well, or maybe hasn't been going well. It's about to get warm. Go ahead and drop them off right now. Go ahead and drop them off. To get warm. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, girls, whatever. I mean, it's about to get warm. So you know, don't don't be stuck in the house this summer. Go ahead and get out. Wow. Well, all right. Bring it coming. All right. All right, B. How can I get at you? Hey, I don't know that Tatiana song, but I feel like that's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, blue face don't have me at God, Trey. You the man. You gotta come back. I appreciate you being on the show. Um, I hope whoever you know this person is that's about to be smiling from ear to ear. Hope they deserve it. I hope you don't drop them off for the summer. Uh, <laughs> it's not a plan. I, I blessings. All right, I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. If y'all want to get, catch me, y'all can get at me on Twitter at Hate Life. I do not have an unpopular opinion. Leo, so feel free to you know send something my way because I do love spreading the hate and having these conversations. So if y'all got anything that y'all want to share, feel free. For when I run, I want. 
All right, Kyra, go ahead and leave us with some good notes. All right, uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter at thatfellow underscore Connie, Big C22 on Instagram. Look, um, this weekend really motivated me and had me thinking a lot. And the one thing I would ask you guys to ask yourselves is, are you minding your mind? Are you minding your mind? Are you thinking about your mind? Are you thinking about the way your mental health is? Are you thinking about the way you think every day when you wake up? Are you uh, thinking positively, negatively? Who is around you that is influencing your thoughts, whether it's positive or negative? Um, So take the time to mind your mind every day. Think about that. Think about what you're doing. Think about who you're impacting. Think about yourself and how you're impacting yourself. Which route are you going? You know? So the last thing I have left that I want to leave with you guys, um, quote that I found. Let me make sure I'm before I start talking that I got the right thing. Um, sorry, y'all. All right. Take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is an essential part of taking care of others. The healthier the tree, the better the fruit it can offer. All right. So y'all be blessed, be loved. Darnold, like, you know, Brian says all this good stuff about you, how you're taking him to get his phone and how you're doing this for him and taking him to see Serena and all this other stuff. You know, if you would do that more often with your other friends, you know, maybe with Ron, who's like, you know, a couple hours away from you, maybe with, you know, Evan, who's not too far. Shoot. I mean, you keep saying you're coming this way on the East Coast. Trey want to meet you, but I'm trying to tell him that he might not want to meet you because you ain't shit. But look, one day I will be able to say that same stuff Brian says about you. But for today, don't be a who's man because we're going to find you. Peace. Yup. Yo.